We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 88. I'm Rando. I'm Corey. And this is our celebratory Fall Has Arrived episode. Well, it's about time. Well, it took long enough. I mean, I mean, you know, we found out last week that Mother Nature was installing fall. And yes. sometimes those installations take a few days. Well, to... it depends on your connection. Yeah, I mean, she must have had a... It's either a very large file. Could I mean, be. I mean, it, I could imagine it's it's global. So I oh, mean, yeah. I imagine you know just downloading all this information and installing. I mean, file. all those different colors for the trees and oh gosh. temperatures and cold fronts. And yeah. Oh rain, yeah. And you're gonna have some some you know possible severe weather episode. I mean, you just never know. Just yeah, it's fall a mixed is bag full of everything. You know, the the earth is is shifting. The days are getting shorter. I mean, I think the most the most powerful thing that she's having trouble with is getting that cold air to make fall because you know we had we had struggles the first was it first and second of october we set the record high we yeah <laughs> 95 ridiculous yeah yeah but uh you know i got, I got word today and uh the if all uh, the installation has been complete so fall is officially well, i saw that on our facebook page yeah isn't that cool it's amazing what yeah yeah technology is out there it is it was those chilly day. i mean yesterday oh my goodness yesterday what happened yesterday it <laughs> it did rain a lot we got Lots of sky water in tons, the area tons from of from all over. It was very widespread. Well, it tapered off closer to the north. You know, when it first started, I saw it lining up overnight. You were asleep in bed, so it was of just course. me and the. And you were awake, of course. The, uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't. I have trouble sleeping at night, so I'm just kind of looking at the uh, weather, seeing what's going on. I could I could tell we were we were going to have some training over the area, which excites me because. I love rain. Mm-hmm. Love it. And we need it. I mean, we, we need it. We've gone through this little dry patch now. We need that rain. Well, all night we had rain and lightning. We had some pretty close calls with the thunder. Now, now was that was that Saturday night? or Saturday night. Well, it was probably 2 a.m. Sunday morning. Okay, that's when the, the, the big thunder came, right? There was a bunch, but that was the closest to my house. Well, it woke me up. Did it? Oh yeah. Well, now when I woke up, it was, oh, you know, I, 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 psychologically, when I wake up in the middle of the night, I do not look at the clock. I thought it was towards morning, but I can't say. I mean, if well, I, there I'm were weird. several that woke me up during the night, so you could have heard any 
Oh my gosh, yes. And they were loud. Like you said, yeah. it was bright. And uh, I mean, lightning is bright anyway, but these these strikes were really close to the, well, the house. The one I heard was I heard the crack of the, the bolts. Oh. It, it wasn't even half a second later that the thunder hit and it was just rattled the entire house. That was right near your house. Yeah. Wow. And then the next morning I looked in your post and you said, uh, did anybody else uh, notice that? Or well, something? I got an alert on my phone that it was 0. 0.1 miles away from my house so it was probably in the that's walking somewhere. distance like that yeah oh. 600 feet or something like that jeez no that the see that's a little too close for me and but but your power stayed on power stayed on yeah now didn't we have some power outages now it probably went into the storm due to the storm we had some power outages the other day well, we've had several power outages uh yesterday uh with both liberty and white river white river had some uh Outages later on in the day yesterday. Uh, Westgate Resort was out. Um, there was an. Uh, it wasn't a big outage. Only about two hundred, a little less than two hundred customers. Okay. But but we had up to seventeen hundred customers out in uh, the North Branson area okay. yesterday. Uh, the Branson Hills area was out, which is weird because I live close to there. But I'm not on yeah. Empire or Liberty now. It's Liberty. I don't have him or Liberty now, but but that all area is Liberty. I was driving along Bee Creek, turning the curve near uh, Cozy Cove and the Branson Junior High, and there's a the uh, outer road and then Highway 65 and then the other outer road that goes over by Yakoff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a line of traffic signals, and when I approached the intersection they were all on okay so i got through the first traffic light and it was working perfectly by the time i got to the second one everything was off oh that's wild so so i actually saw it go off oh that's crazy and then when i passed the fire station the fire trucks were leaving so something happened i imagine something got struck by lightning that's what i imagine you think somewhere because i'm not at a power station or something. Yeah, because yesterday in the daytime, I mean, it was basically every rain, but I heard some rumbles of thunder every now and then. I mean, nothing was huge like it was overnight. Overnight right. was really record-worthy, but I was not getting up out of bed. I was in bed. <laughs> they were record-worthy, but you would have to be vigilant because it was spread apart. It wasn't close together. Oh, then I must have been asleep because in... The way I perceived it, half asleep, it was boom. The lightning boom was, and was, then boom. was constant. <laughs> oh, really? But the recordable thunder claps were not as close together. There was gotcha. There was a few though that would have been great, but they weren't like real. I just have to turn it on and let it run. Basically. Yeah, all night long. Uh, I love those storms that last all night long, and it just didn't stop. See, I just wish it wouldn't get intense because well, when it, it didn't. There was no severe weather here. Well, I know, area. but the thunderclaps I heard were what I would call intense. That high pitch, like the lightning's right next to you. That's to me, that's intense. Well, that lightning's got to strike somewhere. Well, I know, <laughs> but my problem is, is I have trouble sleeping when that happens. Well, so do I. And I'm old. I need my. I need my. Rest. That's why I, I usually <laughs> that when when that happens, I usually go on the site in the middle of the night and say, "Hey, nothing severe." It's just bright and get lightning. tons of responses. Now, I didn't do it this time, but I said, hey, did anybody hear that lightning? Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was loud. 
And, yeah, and striking all around the place. Right. You know? Now, I got to say, uh, I, I mean, of course, it, it rained all day Sunday, and then it kind of wound down. And, of course, my driveway, all the neighbors' grass clippings come and clog mm, my thing. So I went out. Uh, clean. It kind of slowed down. So I went out and cleaned out the driveway, looked in my rain gauge. And it. now this was afternoonish. Okay, this wasn't at night, afternoonish. And I had, had two point like seven inches. And I thought, wow, that's cool. I did not uh, dump it out. And I went back inside. And about an hour later, here come a whole bunch more rain. Mm-hmm. A lot. Heavy. And I, so I opened up the house and went, oh, this is so cool. And of course, all the neighbor's clippings come back down to sure. my driveway. And I have a lake again. So finally, in that evening, after it all kind of ended, cleaned out the driveway, looked, I had 3.2 inches of rain. So that's my Skywater total. And we weren't expecting that much. I certainly was not. But it just happened to be we were in the right spot with the training thunderstorms. Mm -hmm. And I noticed overnight that it was cut off between here and Ozark, so Springfield didn't get anything overnight. Now, it did meander up to Springfield during the day, and they ended up with an inch and something I asked my mother, and she said she had, oh, shoot, what did she say? I think she said an inch and a half, which isn't, you know, comparable. Uh, yeah, inch and a half, she thinks. So, yeah. So, yeah, Springfield didn't get hardly anything. My mom and dad got over three inches, just like we did over here. In Miami. So, yeah. You know, well, talk about Benton County. I mean, what? Jeez. What there was a flash there? flood warning issued for uh, Benton and part of Washington County in Arkansas uh, early on. About the time that it really opened up over there, there were six inches of rain, radar estimated, falling over there. Wow. And then I look two hours later, and it's up to eight inches of rain. I look two hours later, and there's bits of areas of 10 inches of rain. And I saw some uh, video coming out of uh, Springdale and Rogers, and there was just water everywhere. Oh yeah, Big, they did. They had to do some water rescues, of course. So, the, and of course, the flash flood warning. Uh, of course, right. I, I posted the text from the Tulsa office down there, and yeah. it's like, oh my gosh, with isolated amounts of measurable over ten inches, I'm unbelievable. Going, that is insane. And we'll have to watch. You know, when when you have that much rainfall, it's usually even in, in the worst of situations, like like when. Table Rock flooded. We had 10 inches of rain back in March of 2008 or 10 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it spread out within three or four days, and this just came within hours. But that's still 10 inches of rain that's going to have to drain through the White River Basin and, and go through uh, Beaver Lake, Table Rock Lake, and ultimately Bull Shoals, who's just now going down to manageable levels in Forsyth. Yeah, good thing. So yeah. so really, it's, if if it is the White River Basin, then that is going to start coming up, uh, and we can and you can monitor the lake levels on our page, StormDarWeather.com. Uh, there's a little tab. I think is there a tab that says lake levels? There is it? a tab that says lake levels. Yeah, I'm going to go there right now, and uh, I, I need to put Beaver. I was thinking about putting Beaver Lake on there. Do might as well if you put, can. Might as well put all the White River lakes on there. Yes, I yes. This is one more. Now what? Now what's the one? Now didn't we get like Southern McDonald County in Missouri? Didn't they get in Southern something like Barry or whatever? They got uh, some uh, McDonald would be uh, the Grand Lake. 
near okay. River Basin in Oklahoma. Barry would be White River, Table Rock Lake. Okay. Weird how that works, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know how they can keep it apart. Okay, I'm on the Table Rock Lake levels now at uh, 8 p.m. Saturday, October 5th. The power pool was one, uh, not power pool, the uh, lake level was 9.15. And n- let's see, right now, 8 p.m. Monday, October 7th, it says it's it's going up, 915.71. Yeah. Well, I mean, so just definitely it just depends up. on, it's going to be in Beaver because they're not letting any water out of Beaver yet. Okay. So they got to let all that water out. Oh, and that's got to drain into f- table. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah, I'll put Beaver on there tomorrow. I think I'll do that. That'd be a fantastic. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. now we can, you know, and I think the core in Little Rock, uh, I used to have a link in, the, I think the Quick Links, I don't know, but I used to have a link uh, to that down there. Anyway, huge rain. Uh, I, I love the posts. It, it looks like Forsyth. I, we got several reports from Forsyth that over, you know, four, possibly a lot of five people, inches. A lot of people over. with uh, rain gauges over there, evidently, because we get a lot of reports out of Forsyth. Yeah, that's great. I, I love it, you know, but four, four to five. I mean, most of the reports that I got, uh, we got here in Branson and Branson West and down in basically Taney County down in Ridgedale and stuff was between three and about three and a half, which makes sense. Uh, you know, widespread. I mean, it, it, if somebody came in and said, "Oh, I got six inches," I say, "Well, your rain gauge didn't get dumped out before this started." Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes and, people send us pictures of, of, of homemade rain gauges and they put it. <laughs> A ruler in a flower pot or something. Yeah, like, I got eighteen inches. It, and it's like, it, no, you didn't. It, it does. It doesn't work that way. Uh, <laughs> no, you, you you can't just have a flower pot and a ruler. No. It just you know there, there's too much wide. Uh, right. Yeah, you have to. Well, nah, okay. Look at it online. Google that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that that big rain event basically set our atmosphere. That front came down. Now we're technically in fall, and I think. I mean, you tell me, Corey, but I think fall's only going to last like four or five days. Don't say that. Well, well, usually what I happens is we get it. a few days of fall and then go straight to winter. Right. Well, that temperature is going to be going upward for, you know, until, but it's going to come back down. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Real fast. Well, and I've talked about before the series of cold fronts. October is transition month. You know, we had the warm weather. We had the well, that main this main cold front knocked us down to like seventies. Well, the temperature it's it's kind of like a little kid in a crib. You put the kid in 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 the crib. They're gonna try to get out, so they're gonna go for it. So that temperature is gonna try to get back up to eighty, and it will on Thursday because another powerful cold front is gonna come back uh, and smack us back down again. Which is why we're. Yeah, we're looking at day four on the Storm Prediction Center. This is where we're getting all tingly. But it's day four, and things change a lot in day four. Well, the potential is there this far away. Agreed. Some people say the confidence is high. I don't. You know, we're it's day four. I don't get my hopes up. No. And, you know, in keeping in our... our faithful vein of not hyping uh we put this in something to watch we're, you know the storm prediction center is saying okay well we're there could be something developing here but what always happens what always happens day three comes out it moves it shifts one way or, <laughs> or 
it goes away. Yeah, we've we've seen that before, where they've advertised, and especially in spring, day day five, and then day four, it's like, oh, you know, we're getting all excited, waiting for that day three to come out, and then it's like, oh, marginal. It's like what? <laughs> and sometimes we've been surprised that they popped a moderate. So it, it's again, it's something to watch right now. So tomorrow uh, we'll get into the what we call the day three, and you always count today. So when the Storm Prediction Center says day one, they mean today. Day two, it'd be tomorrow. Day three would be Thursday. So let me ask you this. All right. Your definition of a master blaster, how many degree drop would that consider a master blaster? How much How many? How much of a temperature drop would be in order for you to consider this being a master blaster? Well, okay. I now I've, I've reworked the definition, yeah. you know, quite a bit in the past. I used to have three levels, and that's that's proved a little bit futile to do. So basically, it's just one level of a master blaster. So if so, the definition a master blaster is a powerful cold front that comes through that resets the season. In other words, this last major cold front that came through would technically be called a master blaster, except it was not associated with heavy, strong thunderstorms. Does that make sense? So so if, if, so if this, like we're in our 70s, mid-70s to 80s now, so, so 10 degrees set. So if this thing drops all of our temperatures down 10 degrees and they're going to be there for a while, plus we get some strong thunderstorms, that is my definition of a master blaster. A powerful cold front comes through, Boom! You're going to have some possibly severe weather. So this could be... Well, Thursday we're up to 81, possibly. Uh, exactly. Exactly. So, but, but what I mean by the Master Blaster, it's not that the front itself is just going to drop the temperature. It's like, what is it going to do after that? It, it's going to reset the season. In other words, the when we had those 90-degree days, then we had that powerful cold front come through that knocked all our temperatures down to 70s and 80s. So, see, that took a whole segment, and now we're going to be 70s and 80s. So a, a, master, a, a technical master blaster coming through again would knock us down to 60s, and we would stay there for a while, you know, on our stair-stepping down on our way to whatever. It's kind of, it's a weird, I, I, should, I should put that on, on my, yeah, but, but, but if there's no thunderstorms, and it's just a temperature drop, it's not a master blaster, it's considered a cold front. So that's why I'm excited about Thursday night when we have all this big potential, something to watch, line of thunderstorms comes through. Then we're going to get <laughs> mighty cold temperatures after that down in the 60s. That could technically be the definition of a master blaster. Yeah, high of Saturday right now, 61, low of 37. 37. Yeah, they, they've introduced the F word. Mm. Frost. Not freeze, but frost. Now... Corey and I talked before before that we recorded the podcast. We're we're not getting all really excited about the potential for frost. Granted, you know we think that you know if you're in you know north of Springfield, north of Springfield, mm -hmm. yeah, you got the potential, or northwest basically of Springfield, because lots of people in Kansas are getting freaked out right now. Uh, matter of fact, people in Oklahoma, like. Central Oklahoma, Ponca City area, Bartlesville, around that area, they're getting kind of freaked out because some of the meteorologists are going, Frost, it's a wind chill alert. And so it's like, okay, first of all. <laughs> they posted that like a week in advance. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Well, yeah, I, I don't think we should bring wind chill into this until we're in winter and we're going to have actual wind chills in the teens or lower. That's just my opinion. Um, what I will say, though, is the winds on Friday are going to be roaring behind this front. So this could technically, like we just full circle from a while ago, could be a master blaster. because It's going to feel like when I have a feeling. Yeah. If you get winds gusting over 30 miles an hour after that cold, cold front comes through, mm-hmm. it'll feel noticeably different. Noticeably, yes, yes, yeah. And the wind chill will make a difference, but I don't think we need to hype wind chill right now. Yeah, it's not going to be yet. cold. Not yet. Not yet, right. It's, it's, yeah, it's going to feel different, way different. because it, And the temperatures on Friday behind this front, we were, all this influx of cold air is going to cause our temperatures to fall throughout the day, you know, aided by these strong west to northwest winds. So, yeah, it's going to feel like, I'm going to say pre-winter, pre-winter, not winter, pre-winter. But having, what is it, two weeks ago? What is What is today? The seventh? One week ago. One. One week ago today, we had 95 degrees and Springfield broke a record. Crazy. One week ago. Wow. <laughs> the, well, the, less than that. The first and the second. Okay, so Mother Nature, uh, she may have got a little bug in her installation of fall. <laughs> because, the, I mean, fall should be set now. We should be in, in the, you know, around 70, you know, lows in the 40s, around 50. And, you know, until till November, and then mm-hmm. we should be down in the fifties and be down to whatever. So anyway, there's 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 something we're going to going to watch, and so we strongly suggest keep watching our Facebook page because we're going to start hitting. You know, if this thing from the Storm Prediction Center does pan out, we're going to be and all we'll over know, it, and we'll know much more in a day or two. Yeah, one, uh, once day three comes out, the then, potential's there. I'll say that. Oh yeah. Well, the dynamics, oh my gosh, yeah. the, the dynamics. When you have 80s on one side and 30s on the other side, you you, you get some dynamics there. And the low, the actual low is going to be going through northern Kansas into northern Missouri, which is actually the perfect setup for mm-hmm. some, for a line of severe weather. So we'll, we're just going to look at it, see where it's going to go. And, uh, that, that you know, frost, maybe, maybe. But it's, it's that time of year. Yeah, average date for the first frost is the 15th. Right, and that's coming up this that's week. That's coming up. That's what, actually, Monday, isn't yeah, it? Today's the 7th. Yeah, 7, 4, yeah. It, yeah, we're, we're right at that, that point. And what I think is really funny, Corey, because last week we were talking about, uh, you know, I said, well, you know, I'm watching that GFS and watching the Canadian. They're saying something. And, and we both said, well, we don't have to worry about frost right now, both of us. And I, But... <laughs> this is powerful. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, okay. Oh, from what I read earlier today, I thought this was interesting. They said uh, dual meteor showers are on the way. They're going to happen overnight Tuesday and overnight Wednesday. Uh, wait, mon- no, yeah, Tuesday into Wednesday and overnight Wednesday and Thursday, but it's not going to be that huge of a deal. Is that from the Meteor Prediction Center? Yes, yes, that's from the, yeah, yeah, the Meteor Storm Prediction Center. Is that Center. a high risk or just a marginal? I, yeah. think, I think it's a marginal. Yeah, that's what I was 
Yeah, the the draconids, the draconid meteors. Now it's minor, and this is not going to be anything you're going to want to take your blanket out and uh, you know it's like ooh, take the popcorn. I read ten to fifteen an hour and. Yeah, well, ten ten an hour is what every ten minutes. I tell you what, six minutes, and, yeah. and you're lucky if you see one, you know, yeah. that consistent. I I couldn't get that. I couldn't get my kids to be interested in that for sure. My kids don't get interested until you get into the hundred an hour type, and you know, they, they yeah, still if we do get one a minute. I'm good, <laughs> but I don't want to sit out there and like because what's going to happen? It's dark. It's cold. I'm I'm going to go to sleep. <laughs> what's going to happen? You go. Yeah, so that's the, the, the draconids are Tuesday night. Uh, it says Tuesday dusk uh, through Wednesday dawn. Now, so I did read where they came earlier in the in the night to where they're oh. better for families because they're before midnight, not before dawn. Oh, good. So if you want to go out and brave the elements of October and your yeah. kids are not bored easily and you're not bored easily, uh, go take a look. See what you can see. It, it, it's worth a shot if you have nothing else to do. I mean, the weather's going to be great uh, for Tuesday night into Wednesday. There's going to be hardly any clouds in the in the sky. It's going to be nice and chilly. Just make sure you, if you go look, that you're in. You don't have a lot of light pollution out there. You don't want to be in the city. Uh, you're not going to see anything if you're in the city. And I, I, I have to say this: you go out. The temperatures are. Are nice outside right now. You go out and get comfortable outside. Uh, there's still mosquitoes outside right now. They're, mm-hmm. they're still going to be around for until they get that frost or freeze come through. There's still a few mosquitoes out because I had them all over me the other yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah, in my backyard at night. It was right before dark. Okay, so yeah. Well, it had just rained too, right? Well, yeah, but still, they're, I mean, they're going to be out. They're, they're around. Yeah, yeah, we need to we need to get a nice frosty morning. It's mm-hmm. going to really kind of kind of kick those mosquitoes down. Wouldn't that be nice? Have that. Now the Taurids, T A U R I D S. You can go and, and gurgle that if you want to. It's Wednesday at dusk through Thursday at dawn. And the one thing about these, they are more of the fireball variety. So I mean, they're not going to be abundant. But if you happen to see one, you're going to see a fireball go through the sky. And that's going to be cool if you see that. Very interesting. Yeah. So I, what I would do... I call them earth grazers. Ooh, nice. Yeah. They kind of have purple tails. They're beautiful. I think we saw one, or I know I saw one last year about this time. Mm-hmm. And I, I was driving home, and it was dusk. It, it wasn't even dark yet. And I went, whoa. And then mm. I get a call from my buddy Ray. Uh, literally, like seconds after that, and his, I said hello, and he said, "Did you see that too?" <laughs> so we both saw it. That's cool. Yeah, it's a, and I didn't know what to do. I didn't know whether to call the National Weather Service or, you know, the the Meteor Society. Or <laughs> the thing about it is, we we do cover these these uh, meteor. I like to call them. The, the, the bigger ones, meteor storms, and the smaller ones, meteor showers. Okay, okay. We do cover these, but they have nothing to do with weather. <laughs> but they're still cool. No, I, and I think they're cool, too. I mean, actually, the, the draconids are basically going to be meteor drizzle. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Very good. Yeah, there's this, it's my, I mean, I, I'm not going to go out and watch. <laughs> that, may, that may be even too strong of a term <laughs> for these. But. Well, we've had torrential drizzles yeah. so before. I don't know. <laughs> So, so that's just something to watch. You know, I just think anything in the sky that's going to, you know, affect. 
uh, anything like, I mean, I, I'm up for that. Oh yeah. Because we got that. Um, okay. So I need to, uh, or actually I want to play this. This is probably the last segment of this season, but I wanted to play it. The Storm Dar Bird Watching Report. Ah, uh, yes. I was talking to my mother, my lovely mother in Springfield. And uh, she said in passing that the hummingbirds uh, all left about four or five days ago. They're gone. They left. She said they were there. And then one day, you know, three, four, five days ago, bam. They nothing. know. They know. I think they knew what was going on. They know exactly what's going on. And what happened? I think they're probably the most sophisticated meteorologist out there. I do. I agree. I totally agree. Now, didn't you say something? They were down in Corpus Christi. You saw something down there? I what? saw some video in Corpus Christi, Texas. Now, there's five hummingbird feeders lined up, and there were hundreds of them swirling around them. Wow. Unbelievable. Is this like today or this week? I don't or know when it was. I'm trying to find it real fast. Oh, probably 1950. Um, no, it was. <laughs> it was. It was posted. It had said three hours ago. So, but I don't know. I don't remember who shared it. Oh, okay. On Facebook, I I'm looking up all my Texas friends, and they're not. I'm not seeing it. So. <laughs> well, maybe during the weather school, you can look that up or whatever. But but yeah, I mean, hummingbirds do have this meteorological, and a lot of birds do. I mean, it's time for the birds to start migrating to the south. Uh, I don't. I have not heard or seen any of the the the, the geese, the gooses. Uh, up in the sky, you know, the, the the big V formations, and you can hear them. Uh, maybe I haven't been outside, so if anybody's hearing them, then let us know. Uh, message us on our Facebook page or send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com. Okay, this was on Wednesday. I'm going to show I'm going to show Rando the the honey. That's five days ago, and you okay. can you can kind of explain what you're seeing. Are you ready for this? Yeah. All right. It's you're gonna it's gonna freak you out. Okay. All right. You ready to be freaked out? Okay. Oh my goodness. There's hundreds of them. Hundreds. It's so cool. And that's right along, you know, South Texas. So they're They're so cool. They're heading I think they fly over the Gulf of Mexico in order to get to Wow. Take a take a screenshot of that because any and I'll post it in the We could uh, probably we could probably post it on our site. With the oh, okay. Probably like share it or something. Yeah. 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 Save that because I want to share that. That was really brilliant because now I know my mother's going to be listening to this. She'll like, I want to see, you know, lots of people wanting to see. No, there were hundreds of those, the hummingbirds. I tried to hold your phone up to the microphone. (laughs) That's all the hummingbirds. How crazy. Right now. Okay. Well, they haven't heard the the podcast yet. No. <laughs> okay, well, you're going right. to post it right now. It's like 9.07, 9.08 on Monday night, so you'll see that. Oh, yeah, put something in there. It says, listen to the podcast, because we talk about it. So while you are doing that, I want to get to the next segment, which is the Tropics Update. Uh, we have good news uh, this time on the Tropics. Um, uh, tropics have settled down. So we have no hurricanes. Uh, let's start in the Atlantic, which really, that's all there is. There's a disturbance right smack in the middle of the Atlantic. And it's got a 50-50 chance uh, of becoming something. So it's an orange X, meh, whatever. I mean, the out in the Atlantic, the water temperatures are still really, really warm. But uh, it would be the M name. M is in Mary. 
Uh, I forget what the M name was. And then we got a, a couple of disturbances. One is right hanging out on the uh, uh, eastern, like right over Miami, Florida, basically. And another one is out uh, west of the, no, east of the Bahamas. Uh, those are just disturbances. It's They're not going to hur- be a hurricane. Basically, uh, they've got like a 10 to 20% chance of becoming something. So we're not even going to... Uh, really focus on that. What that's going to do is just bring a whole lot of rain to uh, you know the Bahamas, going to you know the eastern seaboard. It's uh, the I think the the northern one is uh, just east southeast, a few hundred miles of South Carolina. So we're just kind of out there, not in the middle of the ocean, but it's just running around. It's just a disturbance. Mm-hmm. Uh, the good thing, uh, Eastern Pacific, we don't have anything. Brewing in the Eastern Pacific. Nothing? Nothing. Nada. And uh, the other good news is the Central Pacific, uh, which is the Hawaii area, nothing. So the tropics have really calmed down. Yeah, they were active in that Pacific area for a long time. Oh, my gosh. And we had those, what, six named storms at one? I mean, it was was crazy. It just exploded. Now it's just kind of going back down. But we do have one thing to, one big thing to talk about. Um, when, When the hurricanes get. Over past the international dateline, west of that, over there, over in the Asia country, uh, you know, the, the, the Western Pacific, uh, they are called typhoons. And when they get very, very strong, they are called super typhoons. And we have a super typhoon, Hagibis, H-A-G-I-B-I-S. You can Google that. I had some want. of that for dinner tonight. Oh, did you have some yeah, Hagibis? Yeah, that was good. Really? With chips? or? Oh, well, I, crackers or chips or whatever you can it, uh, like oh, those... Really? Uh, those noodles, not noodles, but they're like hard. Uh, you can find them at the Chinese restaurant. They're not. Oh, okay. Like not ramen. But... No, they're, they're 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 you dip those in the hagibus and it's very tasty. Oh, is it? Do you add like salsa and stuff to it, or is it no. just a no? Okay, it's just pretty straight up. Then. Straight hagibus. Wow. Okay. What sometimes would... sometimes I add some uh, sweet and low to my hagibus. Oh no, I can't do the sweet and low. You don't? No, no sweet and low. And no real sugar. You know, give me the real sugar. Well, that's better for you, actually. Even though sugar is bad for you. Yeah, I, I know. I know. <laughs> well, see, that's why I don't do like diet drinks. Yeah, like, well, my, my dad, that's a good thing. Well, here's the deal: it's like my dad and I, because I was a little chubby kid, so my dad and I. I think it's my mom and dad both are like, you know, our little boy is chubby. So we're going <laughs> to. I didn't know this. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to, because I love Dr. Pepper. I am a Dr. Pepper addict. So they said, well, we're just going to get some diet, Dr. Pepper. It's like, all right. So we so we drank some diet, Dr. Pepper. And my dad and I both would develop headaches and get nauseous and just, uh, duh, and we didn't know what it was until. Aspartame. Aspartame. Yeah. yeah. So. What were we talking about? Uh, Hagabus. Oh, Hagabus. Okay, so let's go back to the... <laughs> we digress. So anyway, I, I the moral of the story is I just do sugar. I don't do that sugar. Good idea. Too. Yeah, okay. So uh, <laughs> Super Typhoon Hagabus <laughs> is right now located in the Federated States of Micronesia in the Northwest Pacific. Now, here's the special thing about Hagabus, which we have noticed this trend with other oh, yeah. hurricanes around here. It went from a tropical storm to a Category 5 super hurricane in 18 hours. That's from 60 miles an hour up to close to... It's actually 160 now, yeah. Yeah, and they're thinking it could go up to 175. 
It's crazy. That's quite, that's what they call rapid intensification. Yes. And it didn't used to happen like that, folks. No. And the thing is special. I'm glad you brought that up because the, the special thing about this one, it is the fastest on record. They said it is nearly three and a half times the rate a storm would need to strengthen to even constitute a rapid intensification based on the meteorological definition of that term. So a rapid intensification definition, it did it three and a half times faster than that. Unbelievable. Very unbelievable. And the the, the bad thing is, it is pretty much headed right for Japan. And most of the models take it that way. And the I, I don't know what's what hurricane agency is out there. I mean, our agencies don't cover that. that uh, no. I mean, it's not... The hurricane center because it's over in the western northwest. I mean, they somewhat are. They they. I mean, they talk about it. They just yeah. They don't. They're not the authority. Mm mm. Mm mm. But <coughs> as I choke, but in Japan, uh, the models are taking it right along that eastern coast of Japan, and they don't need. A super typhoon going up there. I think it's going to decrease a little bit. Uh, I'll check on that during well, the, the weather school. But. That's unbelievable. That's like an atomic bomb going off over there, basically. That's, it's the know. same amount of energy, or three oh, yeah. times three times that. Yes. I can't even wrap my head around that. No, I, I can't either. I mean, and it's all due, due to climate change but we'll, yeah, yeah we'll, it is and, and we're gonna have to get it's some becoming experts. it's becoming so apparent that's what i was gonna say it's very obvious very apparent now that things are starting to happen consistently but you can't you can't pretend anymore that it's not happening no no and i do we need to do this write this down i want to get an expert on climate change on this podcast and i have one i have one in my pocket perfect well, we'll call him or her right right when we're doing the weather school. Actually, no, but just write that down. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Corey and I is going to talk about this, so we're going to get right to the weather school. Uh, this week, it's all about the atmosphere, all up and down, and how it works and what things are called. And it's very fascinating. I had a lot of fun doing this. So let's get to the weather school. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, Storm Dar Weather School. This week we thought we'd have a little fun and talk about the Earth's atmosphere. Most of the Earth's atmosphere is located about 10 miles up from the surface. Scientists can't agree on exactly where the Earth's atmosphere ends and outer space begins, but it's the consensus that the top is just over 6,000 miles. The atmosphere is divided into layers. Starting at the surface, we have the troposphere, and that extends up to around 10 miles. Most all of the Earth's weather is in this region. Next is the stratosphere, which extends up to around 31 miles. It's a very stable portion of the atmosphere, and it's easy for many jet aircraft to fly in this region. The mesosphere is above that, and it extends up to around 53 miles. 
When meteors enter the atmosphere, they burn up in this layer. The atmosphere reaches its coldest temperature in the mesosphere, sometimes around 130 degrees below zero. Next is the thermosphere, and this thick layer extends up to around 400 miles from the surface. The air is really thin in this layer, and a small change in energy causes a large change in temperature. And sometimes temperatures can get as hot as 2,700 degrees. And lastly, the exosphere. This is the upper limit of the atmosphere, and it extends from the top of the thermosphere to around 6,200 miles. Now, the ionosphere is a rather thick layer, and it overlaps with the mesosphere and the thermosphere and part of the exosphere. The ionosphere is a layer of electrons and ionized atoms and molecules that range from around 30 miles to around 600 miles in the sky. This layer expands and contracts based on solar activity, and it's so thick that it has to be divided into three subregions region D, E, and F, based on what wavelength of solar radiation is absorbed. The ionosphere forms the inner edge of the magnetosphere, and that's the layer that makes radio communications possible. Another layer often talked about is the ozone layer. It's located in the lower part of the stratosphere and is responsible for absorbing most of the sun's UV radiation. In fact, it absorbs from 97 to 99% of all the UV light, and that's good because otherwise it would damage exposed life forms near the Earth. We measure ozone in parts per million. The ozone layer contains less than 10 parts per million of ozone, while the average concentration in Earth's atmosphere as a whole is roughly 0.3 parts per million. Nitrogen accounts for about 78% of the atmosphere. Oxygen comes in second at 21%, and argon is a little less than 1%. There are several inert gases that make up well less than one-tenth of 1%. Did you know the sky is purple? I know it's hard to believe, but as light enters the atmosphere... Air and water particles absorb and then they re-emit light and scatters the light. And this scattering prefers shorter wavelengths and the most commonly scattered color is violet. We think we see a blue sky rather than a purple sky because our eyes are more sensitive to this blue color. Did you know in the cold, dry Arctic regions, water vapor accounts for less than 1% of the atmosphere? But in the humid tropical regions, water vapor can account for almost 4%. Did you know the International Space Station hangs out around 200 miles above the Earth's surface? Weather satellites are positioned between 520 and 530 miles. And speaking of weather, the top of a giant cumulonimbus cloud or severe thunderstorm cloud can grow to over 12 miles high. And something I thought was interesting, a man named Felix Baumgartner performed a world record jump out of a balloon that went 
as high as 24 miles. You can literally say he was in the stratosphere. So the next time you go outside on a sunny day and look up at the purple, I mean the the blue sky, think about just how high up our atmosphere reaches. Over 6,000 miles. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com. And in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. And there you should know tons of things about the atmosphere you didn't know because I didn't know a lot of those uh, until I did the actual weather school recording. See, they're that was cool. just as educational for us as they are for everybody they else. They really are. They are, for sure. And I, I, I can't remember what I've done because some of these I've done you know, a year or two ago, and I tried to crank them out. And, it, and seriously, I'm looking for more. So if you guys got any ideas, I mean, I have a couple. We talked about a couple that I think would be really cool. I just need to do them. But if you guys got any ideas for weather schools out there, I would be glad to research and do a weather school. Everybody needs to go to our website and, and and click on media and then go to Stormdar Weather School. And we have, how many do we have on oh, there? 30, 40? I mean, oh, at least. We've got tons, but there's tons more I could do. I'm just trying to yeah. figure out what's going to be interesting. Hey, I wanted to ask you something before we get to the okay. next segment. Um, the weather is getting cooler, and you've had your window open and the attic fan on. But, I have. But something weird happened the other day, didn't it? Well... I, let me let me let me go back a few weeks or months. All right. Because if the temperature dropped below sixty-eight degrees, that was my magic number to turn on the attic fan at night and turn off the air. And throughout the summertime, let me go back by saying I moved into this place in July. Okay. Okay. Well, since then, when it was warm, I would turn on the attic fan if the temperature Overnight dropped below 68 degrees, which happened, but it didn't happen often. Yeah, it happened every now and then. Well, I would get huge water deposits on my end table, my stone-topped end table. It's not a wood end table. It's stone, stone tile-type end table. Uh Uh-huh. And it would just, water would just gather up on top, the entire top of it. And when that water would dry, I would get salt. The deposits. Yeah, that's just that's tons so biz- of salt deposits. Bizarre. Not only on the table, on the floor underneath the table. Oh, even on the floor too. I, I took a broom the other day, and I was surprised how much salt. Holy was crap! In between the table <laughs> and 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 the window. Wow. Now what I have a you know it's a it's a screened window. Right. So I have the attic fan on, and it even though it's not raining, I can still gather tons of water on my table. Makes sense. Condensation. Cooler water you coming have in. have water the, in the know. atmosphere coming in. Explain the salt. Uh, I can't. Okay. And well, I wish somebody would. No, I have salt on my table of all different sizes. From tiny <laughs> granules. That's well, crazy. I'll even say from powder, salt powder, if that's a thing, yeah. to huge crystals. That's just, that's just crazy. Can you explain that? No, like I said, I can't. Okay. But if anybody listening can, it's please the purest let us know. salt you've ever tasted. Well, now, I tasted course. it because I thought, 
I got to taste this just to make sure it is what it, what it looks like. And it, and it was. It was the purest salt. Yeah. The Stormdor salt. Stormdor salt. I'm going <laughs> to put it on the website. We're going to sell that. Yeah. You know, so. But. But. I've had no Attic Fan open on this week. I haven't had any water this week. Now, this is after the cold fronts have gone through. Yeah. So the past few days then, basically. Yeah. So the atmosphere was set up a little differently. Mm-hmm. I wasn't getting a steady stream in from the Gulf, evidently, because I wasn't getting any moisture in through the screen onto uh-huh. the table and no salt. And no salt. So no you've salt. had the window open. Yes. And the attic fan on, but now there's no water and no salt. Correct. So something had to happen. It's something to dealing with the humidity and the, the dew point and, and, and the steady stream up from the Gulf. And then now we've reset our atmosphere, and that's all gone. Yeah, it kind of makes sense. I'll put that in a kind of. Does it kind thing. of make sense that I'm getting salt on my table? Well, <laughs> no. What what <laughs> what, what makes to me? Well, what makes sense to me that you're not getting salt on the table is it because now. now we've got a northwest flow. I coming understand in. that. But before you may have had this southerly flow, which would might be the tapping in of the Gulf. I don't know. Okay. Well, I've had attic fans before. Yeah. I've never had that happen before. <coughs> oh, so this is unique this time. Well, I've never noticed it before. But I've never had a table right next to my window that's open like okay. this. Okay, yeah. I don't know what to think about Maybe that. Maybe we need to ask Megan Terry, better hydrologist, to see if that... or I think she'll probably think we're crazy. Well, probably. I think a lot of people think we're crazy. <laughs> but... <laughs> anyway, I thought that was really interesting. You told me that, and it's like, you did not get salt, so the weather well, pattern has I, changed. Now, let me tell you this. All right. This week, I've rearranged my furniture, and I put a piano <laughs> next to that window. <laughs> okay. So we, well, I may have some problems with that piano later on, but I've moved that table... To uh-huh. the garage because I have nowhere else to put it. Right. But I still haven't cleaned that table off, so the salt deposits are still on it. I, I'll go home and take a picture of that. You're supposed I, to I'm, take a picture of it last time. Yes, I yeah, I'm, I'm going to see. It's still on there. Okay. I don't know what to think about it. That's just Why? crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that is yes, just crazy. I understand there's moisture, and I understand that moisture comes from the Gulf. But does it actually bring salt from the Gulf of Mexico? It can. It can. It just, it's kind of bizarre to me. And why would there not be salt deposits everywhere? Yeah. Why would it be coming? It's like my screen is, 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 is like somehow, I I don't know. It's like, (laughs) yeah. I mean, you'd have to have salt. It's like in the air, the the salt in in from the air. It's like, that's crazy. uh, I, I can't explain it. I think I'm going to Google that. I'm going to Google that because it's been driving me nuts. We may be the authority on that. We know we could. We, we probably ought to document that somehow. <laughs> I should have been documented all along. Yeah. Well, just make sure and take pictures. Take tons of pictures. And it's like, this is yeah. what happened. Okay. Well, I just wanted to bring that up. But now I think it's time to get to the next segment, which is this week in weather history. So, Corey, what you got? I got a couple. A couple oh, good things, and okay. believe it or not, mm-hmm. has to do with the tropics. Imagine October sixth, nineteen seventy-two. I was zero years old because that was four years before I was born. <laughs> Tropical okay. storm Joanne arrived in. Where would be a good area for a tropical storm to arrive? Probably uh, Florida, Gulf Coast. Gulf, Tropical Gulf. storm, Joanne, arrived in New Orleans, Arizona. 
wait a minute. That's not a place where you normally get a tropical storm. Formerly Hurricane Joanne in the eastern Pacific Ocean. That makes sense. It was the uh, first time in Arizona weather history that a tropical storm entered the state with this, with its circulation still intact. Joanne, wow, cool. Joanne caused gale force winds in Yuma and heavy rain and flooding in other areas of southern Arizona. Sweet. So it was still classified as a tropical storm in mm-hmm. Arizona, which wow. is amazing. It really is. Oh, I know, because Arizona is pretty much inland. Nowhere near the coast, the yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it that thing must have come right up that Baja uh, Peninsula, that the isthmus there, yes. and just kind of went right in. Boy, that's wild. Yeah. And what what year was that? Nineteen seventy seventy two seventy two. Wow. And what's the other one? Well, October seventh, back in nineteen fifty nine. Were you alive back then? No, I was not. No. Sixty three. I was 60, alive. You came. You came. You came right before JFK was. Uh, uh, days yeah. yeah yeah literally wow well, anyway the soviet spacecraft and believe it or not it's called the luna luna three no way the luna three my own spacecraft Rando luna yeah and captured the first images of the far side of the moon oh it was the very first image it was taken at 330 utc on the 7th of october and there's some big craters looking type over there. More, wow. It's, it's kind of more uh, photogenic than, than our side of the moon, believe it or not. Well, I bet. In 1959, I mean, that's way before major technology took place. It's a static-y place. looking picture, and I'll show you what it looks like, but it's there. Oh, yeah. For it's 1959, like that's pretty good. Like an Adams Family type thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, kind of. <laughs> That's that's pretty good for you know, back then. Uh, exactly. I'm, I'm still thinking about Joanne having an actual tropical storm hit Arizona is just blowing yeah. my mind right now. And I always knew that could happen, but I didn't have it yeah. documented that could ha- that it did happen. But sure enough, it, it's like having something move into you know New Mexico because mm-hmm. I mean it, you know tropical storms can hit California. Although I don't hear hear a lot of them hitting California, but because California is up. A uh, little bit north of, of Baja, well, Texas, let me tell definitely. You, Arizona yeah. is not that far from Baja, California. Right. Oh, yeah. You yeah, have really California, close. Nevada, and Arizona, and it's not that far. Mm-mm. So it, it's definitely conceivable. I mean, I'm, I'm sure. It, I mean, it happened in 1972. I don't. I mean, it hasn't happened since, and that's the only time it has happened. But it, it can happen. Wait, what was it last week we were watching? What I forget the name of that one storm that was just the the hurricane center said it's just going to ride right up that thing. And you remember, you remember last week, you 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 showed me a graphic where West Texas was supposed to get this wide swath of rain yeah. from that tropical storm. Right. I'm wondering if what we got, you know, yesterday and Saturday and stuff was part of that tropical. It storm. could be. I I just now thought of that could be because I forgot that was Ooh. that was kind of scheduled to to happen. That was like four to five inches or whatever. I mean, not over us, but still, when you have, I mean, our setup, we had that boundary. That boundary was in place. Anytime you get a stalled boundary and an active thing, you're going to have stuff, you know, just riding along that. And that's what happened. And I kept looking at radar. It was raining here in Branson. I thought, well, you know, this little wave passed, and I look back to the west. Here comes more. It just kept developing and training all over the same spot. So, tropical. At least we got some rain, and uh, 
in cooler temperatures. We needed it. Yes. So now I think it's time to go to the next segment. It's the weather word of the week. And this week, Stormdar weather weather word of the week is. Um, you don't know how to pronounce it, do you? Well, <laughs> I, there's a there's like three different ways to pronounce this. Okay. I'm going to pronounce it. Okta. Okta. There you now, go. Okta. Now, how do you know that? Uh, Sounds like an Indian term. Well, uh, uh, Okta? Yeah, Okta. There's Octas, yeah. O K T A. It's odd. So if you can look o- that, you can gurgle See, that too. I, I, the only reason I pronounce it Okta is for okra. Okra. <laughs> but you no, know, Okta. Well, I mean, okay, so read the distri- description, and then I'll explain why I think, I think it's Okta. Okta is a unit of measurement used to describe the amount of cloud cover at any given location, such as a weather station. Sky conditions are estimated terms of how many eighths of the sky are covered in cloud, ranging from zero octas, which is a completely clear sky, through to eight octas, which is completely overcast. Yeah, and that's the reason I th- I'm pretty sure it's octa because oct, yeah, o- like oct is eight. But but wouldn't that be oc? And this is okay. I I know. I thought that was weird, I, but it, it it's it's on the national national so service site. So yes. oct uh, that maybe a, a like a like a foreign term like a Greek or something German, Latin yeah. Latin <laughs> something yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah, octa. But I I will look that up because I mean I just that I I wasn't sure how to pronounce it either until I read the description. It's like well an eighth is an oct. So the Germans would probably put the K instead of the C. So Okta, you know, that kind of thing. I don't know. sounds kind of German. I believe you. Uh, well, you know, I took German in college. And you, you took everything, I'm sure. No, I didn't. Oh. <laughs> no, don't trust me. No, what German? happened? Yeah, well, and here's the reason I took German. My best friend in high school named Daniel, he joined the Air Force and went to Wiesbaden, Germany. And I was going to go and visit him, so I took German. I took a semester and a half of German uh, just so I could get a basic grasp of the language before I went over to visit him in Wiesbaden. Uh, And here's the funny thing. When I got there, the first thing he did was he said, he grabbed my hand and said, here, we're going to go talk to my landlord. You're going to explain to him why I'm late on my room. Here, and I haven't slept, okay? It's an overseas thing. I'd never been overseas flight before. I couldn't sleep on a plane. He takes me down there, and I know maybe 12, I think, German words. So here I was trying to converse with this, with this, this German guy, Totally deprived of sleep, and Daniel's there. I'm like, I, I, I couldn't do this. But I will say that the Autobahn, that's wild. Because we went very, very fast. And when was this? This was 80, I want to say like 82 or 3, 1980. Wow. Yeah, which you, you were. You've been around. I have. Yeah, see, I, I need to make a podcast or a, bi- a biography on, on my life. I've, I've had quite an interesting quite an interesting life. I've only been to Mexico. I tried to go to Canada one time they when didn't I like was you? 12 years old. Yeah. They wouldn't let us in. 
Why not? <laughs> you didn't have a passport or what? I didn't need a passport back then. Why didn't they let you in? We were in an RV and I was with my grandparents. And my grandparent, my grandpa had a gun in the RV. Ah. And they wouldn't let us through. Mm-hmm. They said we can go to the store two miles back and have it UPS back to Oklahoma. But okay. My, but they thought, yeah. We didn't really want to go to Canada anyway. <laughs> kind of like airports do now, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because you they, can't carry a gun in all they, the they, they entered the RV and they were like, they didn't have a birth certificate for me. We were 12, so that's probably okay. But this is back in the 80s. Yeah. People were trusting back then. Right. So it was a little different times, but I did see Lake Superior from Duluth on it, and it was beautiful. Was it Superior? And I was happy with that. I was happy with that. What was it Superior? It was a Superior. It was cold. Oh, so it wasn't Superior. It was just mediocre. <laughs> it was beautiful. <laughs> well, it was different because Corey's got his mouth full of M and M's right yeah, now. <laughs> you can walk. You know, I don't like walking at the lake with no shoes on. Oh yeah. Like, even at Table Rock or any mm, Grand Lake in Oklahoma. No. Because the rocks are sharp. Yeah. Well there the rocks are all smooth. Ah. And you can walk right on the rocks. But once you hit that water, even in the middle of summer, it's cold. Well, you're I, you're up in, in like fifties, lower fifties. Well, doesn't that water come from even up north down in you know, so it's going to be cold? Kind of like Taney Como is. You're getting the cold part of it or well, it's just cold all the time. Yeah. Up there. So, you know, Danny Como's 55 degrees average temperature year round. That's what the temperature was in the middle mm-hmm. of August up there. Oh, okay. But it's, it's a huge area. You know, those lakes are created by glaciers in the Ice Age. But even in August up there, we had to put our jackets on because it was 54 degrees. Oh, I bet. Which was pretty cool. But Canada, yeah. back then when it was actually cool. In the- they wouldn't let us in. Yeah. But you got to go to Mexico. Well, I've been to Mexico. We, 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 we parked in Texas and walked across the border. Yeah. Which was my first time to Mexico. And I thought, well, yeah, there were there were some questionable things I saw while I was in Mexico. as 12 years old. And I still uh, remember to this day. <laughs> oh, so, okay. So if, if anybody's going to Mexico for the first time, just be prepared so what you're saying? There were some things that I, you know, shaped me. That didn't shape me, but I still remember that. Where, where, uh, you have to tell me after the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> this, this podcast it's is weird the to see with your grandparents. I'll tell you that. Okay, okay, we'll we'll leave it. <laughs> I tell you, we've got to have an statues after hours. of certain, you know, things. Yes. Uh, Body parts. Yeah, we'll 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 we'll, yeah. It's it's not the French Louvre Museum. Let's put it that way. But I've been on several cruises since then with my grandparents, and everything was great. Everything was okay. (laughs) Yeah, I've been on my cruise. Cruises are cool. I'm just not a cruise person. You guys are. I need to go on a cruise right now. Yeah, it's been three years since I've been on a cruise. I've been on mm. I think eight cruises, and and, I don't know. Maybe I just need to go on another. I don't. You got to go cruising with us. Um, we have a good time. We'll be totally storm dowering all the way. Uh, well, yeah, last, your family the, would the, not the, want me to go because we. The very people. last cruise I came in, <laughs> I we were coming back in to the United States through New Orleans, and there was a bunch of severe thunderstorms. 
over the ocean and lightning just striking the ocean all nice. over. It was the most awesome yes. thing ever. Yes, nice. That that I will remember forever. Oh, because it was scary. Me too. I mean, I would be right out there, just like duh. Well, the <laughs> boat was awesome. rocking, and we were. I would not sick. like that. I but, would not like. But that. the lightning made up for it. It was it was better kind of lightning than I you. see here because there was nothing. Well, there's no hills for miles and miles yeah, and hundreds of miles blocking it. your view. Right. So it was really cool. Yeah, that that is cool. I mean, the only cruise I went on, I remember a distant thunderstorm, but it was so it was like in the year 2000. It was long, long time ago. But uh, I don't know. I we'll see. We'll see. I'm getting old now. I think I need to master <laughs> disc golf. That's what I need to do. Wow. Uh, well, I think we've probably covered a lot of stuff in this podcast. Do you ready for a taste of winter? A taste of winter? <laughs> Is that what we're calling it? Because well, I'm not ready for a taste of winter. I am not. No, we just, Mother Nature just installed fall. So yeah. uh, I don't know. The thing we're going to be watching this week is thir- Thursday is going to be a very interesting day. It, we're going to, uh, I know this typically happens in the fall when that atmosphere tries to reset. We've got that cold front that's moving from the northwest. But what happens is the counterclockwise is going to bring some warm air up. We're going to warm back up into 80. I think we're going to get into the low to mid 80s personally. Just, just mark my day. words. Just just Thursday, but before yeah, that cold front I comes think, through, I think you're probably right. Yeah, it's uh, it's not compressional heating. That's different. I need to do another podcast on that or another weather school on that. Compressional heating's totally different. It has to do with winter and with squeezing of the air and stuff. No, but this is just when uh, bringing a lot of warm air up, gonna warm up, but then that cold front is going to slam through overnight. Uh, watching the SPC thunderstorms, possibly severe. We'll see. It'd be over overnight. Of course it's going to be overnight. Why can't it happen in the daytime? Please, why can't it happen in the daytime? Well, They said after 1 a.m. is when the line is like... For the actual 15% that we have now, severe risk, it's in the evening. Of course, that's over in Oklahoma. Yeah, it just barely covers Joplin and yeah. Just, yeah, Miami and stuff. It could move. So it, um, we'll see what tomorrow says. Yeah. Now the thing here's what I'm looking for is okay. the we're about to that point where we may see some color in the trees if it's going to happen. Let's talk about that. The, now, now we've had our rain, although it came like in one day, but now we've got our temperature thermal reset. So now we're going to be cooler. So what exactly is that going to do to leavage? Well, I I just it, it's just there's no science to it. That would, that I have under an understanding of because, you know, you, you hear about there needs to be, a, you know, rain and moisture, like a pattern, a certain pattern, yeah, well in advance of fall for there to be a color. Now there was that moisture and rainfall from Springfield onto the west onto Oklahoma. They got that. We didn't here in Branson, right? So I'm interested to see if parts of the Ozarks have color and parts of the Ozarks don't. Mm-hmm. It's just up in the air right now. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Because we're not classified as abnormally dry. Yeah. 
So we yeah, just and the drop monitor we we didn't check the drop monitor, but it doesn't come out until tomorrow and Thursday. So yes. so it. Well, last I think week, I think it'll be wiped out. I don't think it will be. Any I agree. Abnormally dry well, right now. Three to five inches. Yeah. I think that's going to wipe us out. Dave. But too too little, too late. Uh, yeah, yeah. We need we need a patch of. We're going to get in the, the. I mean, we're in the forties. So the trees are going to say, okay, now we're going to start. But I, when we say the Branson area was an exception, mm-hmm. because a lot of the area did get that rain and moisture throughout that time that yeah. it was needed in order to create color for the fall. Mm-hmm. I love to go out and take pictures of, of fall weather because it just pops uh, on, on camera. Yes, it does. The right it really on. does. So I want to do that, and I hope we get that. Mm-hmm. I just don't know. But my birthday is October 15th, and I always use that as a gauge of what of when the fall color hits. Gotcha. Because it's always right around the 15th to the 30th. Yeah, that's the average day of the first frost. So. Okay. I took a picture this morning, and I could tell that the trees were on the verge. Yeah. They're on the verge. Tuesday. Okay. So... (sighs) I just don't know. Yeah. I mean, I've been seeing a lot of leaves falling, which I'm makes so me I. nervous because if they fall, then they're not going to change. They're just going to fall. Right. So now different uh, trees are, you know, they're going to fall at different times. Different, right. Right. Different trees will change earlier. I tell you, the best gauge is to go out about October. 10th to the 15th and drive out on the Ozark Mountain High Road. Yeah, end of this week. Yeah, yeah. That, you can kind of tell from that drive. It's not a long seven-mile drive. Mm-hmm. You can kind of tell. It's a good gauge of whether you're going to have some color or not because you can kind of tell there's all kinds of different trees along that drive. It's a okay. beautiful drive. And that's what I've used since I've lived in Branson, that's that's the route I've used to determine whether we're going to have color or not really? this coming week. So everybody needs to, this weekend, and any this co- upcoming weekend, yes. just take a little drive down the Ozark High Road. Then. And that's where I've taken the best pictures, too. Oh, man. Your your pictures. Yeah, you need to update some pictures. And well, it's been that long. Since yes, since we've had something. <laughs> since we've had a good, wonderful color. Yeah, and you know, I'm wondering. I'm, I don't know. I'm still thinking. We we need to have more contests somehow. We need to we need to figure this. Well, we out. could have a fall fall contest. I could see that. Yeah, couldn't you? Yeah, kind of like our snowflake. Yeah, contest. we had the snowflake contest, but now we didn't have any snow, but we had a couple uh, well, we, of snowflakes. <laughs> Unfortunately, Kathleen got one. We we had several. We yeah. had several that's really that worked really good. I don't know. Well, let's talk about that. And we, if, if we do that, we'll we will mount. The fall foliage, storm dark weather, picture, whatever. Well, let me say this. Okay. Taney County is the county we live in. Branson, that's where we're, Brant, uh, right. where we're based out of. Mm-hmm. We're on the western kind of northwest sector of that area. Yeah. Kind of kind of right in the middle. Okay. You head to the east, to the south. And it can be totally different than what we have over here. Right. So there's a lot. We have the Mark Twain National Forest that runs 
from Forsyth on up to into Christian County. Yes, which can be beautiful. Can be beautiful. Now I say that, but I say this. That's where the abnormally dry area has been. Right. Yeah. You're right. So it's Eastern Taney up that way. There, yeah. There's no way of knowing it until it actually happens. Yeah. And last year we didn't have very long. We had a pretty fall day mm-hmm. of the colors, I mean, the peak colors, but we didn't have the sun and we didn't have the. We didn't That's have, right. We, we didn't have the sun. We had cloudy days. And very just dreary and, and, and foggy and hazy. And mm-hmm. and that did not allow for for picturesque. Right. A picturesque fall day. And what so I'm worried about. Pictures. What I'm worried about is Friday. Because that front is going to move through Thursday that might be night. too cold. Well, yeah, but the wind is going to pick up. If we get 30, 35 mile gusts, if we do, it, we're I'm not saying we're going to yet, but if we get powerful winds, any of those loose leaves are just going to fly right well, off. That, see, so and, it's like, and yeah. this is a bad thing in two different ways because if you get temperatures, and, and we've already had this, temperatures below 50 degrees and wind, that could be bad because yeah. you really want temperatures for a few days to be, for like a week to be right around. 50 to 55 degrees because that's highs high high temps no, no. temperatures oh, low, 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 temps. low during the night oh okay Ew. and that's what gets those colors yeah we're getting 40 and we're already night. getting too low for that yeah it's weird because Shoot. we're way too low and we're way too high yeah thanks mother nature i think she needs to get a new software program because I think this installation was a bust. I don't know. I think you're right. We got the temperatures, but we didn't get any, anything else. <coughs> oh, I think we're going off the rails now. But uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about a possible foliage foliage. I hope fo- so. Photo contest. We need something really nice. I mean, we've got uh, you know the cold snap. Now th- this cold snap. I will say this cold snap that you know it's not going to last. This is just kind of a. A punch, like a, a Canadian punch that's hitting us. We're going to warm back up into like the 70s, 50s again. So. And that's, that's, what, what are we normal? What's the normal temperature? The 70s, 50s. Yeah. Like low to mid. I mean, yeah, today Which was, was perfect. odd because we haven't had that until now. I know. And then a week ago, record highs. Yeah. I need to get a graph of all this stuff. This, yeah. this weather is driving us nuts. Well, actually, it's making me excited is what it is. So stay tuned to everything. We're going to update you. I think it's about time to wrap this thing up. I think it's getting late. That is. Okay. So be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like our page and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your news feed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, check out our merch store and our website at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast.